Hey baddies and welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we're going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. That may be the slowest I've ever said that. I realized recently <laughs> that when I say it, I say, well, we're going <laughs> to, sounds crazy. We're going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. And we sure are. That's why we're here. That's what we're going to do. Um, where do we begin this week? I don't want to start on a bummer note or, you know, ever have a bummer episode, but I do want to talk about Notre Dame and here is why. Um, regardless of if you as a witch choose to have any kind of religious affiliation or not, Notre Dame is a spiritual place as witches. We acknowledge spirituality. We work in the realm of spirituality in in so many different levels and layers. We work with angels. We work with goddesses, mother Mary, hello, part of the goddess realm or pantheon. I, I love saying the word pantheon. <laughs> I don't know why I've, I've got like a real bougie attachment to it lately. Um, you know, but, but she is recognized as a goddess. Uh, it's, we, we work with spirits. We work with ghosts. We, it's just so multi-layered and Catholic or not, Christian or not, whatever. I I certainly am lapsed (laughs) in all those arenas at this point in my life. Notre Dame is a spiritual site. And as witches, we're going to have reverence for that. We just, we just simply are. I don't know if you've ever been to Paris. I lived there for a year. If you follow me on Instagram, you have uh, heard me bitch about it multiple times because (laughs) it was a really rocky year in my life. And I'm just not the biggest fan of Paris. I'm going to be totally honest. However, where Notre Dame sits is on the Ile de France. And oh, was that bougie? Should I not do the accent? It's on the Ile de France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I actually do speak French, but you know how I feel about putting any kind of like inflections on anything. My, my flat ass way of saying Palo Santo, right? But it's on the Ile de France. I guess I'm going to say it that way, which is like the oldest part of Paris. Like Paris is built all around there. If you go, there's an archaeological nope, can't say that word. There's an archaeological museum that you can walk down to and it shows you part of like the original stone walls of the city. That is is how how old and precious it is. And uh, here's the thing. Why I'm bringing this up is because I do believe we all need to have reference for something that ancient, that old the time and and the people and the love and the spirits and the witchcraft itself that is passed over that area that has grown there, that has flourished there, deserves our respect. Um, Notre Dame is a spiritual site that deserves our respect. It doesn't have anything to do with religion. It's the fact that bodies and energies and our goddesses and our angels reside in that building and, and it deserves our reverence. You know, like that, that's kind of, I'm just going to kind of bottom line it on that. And I know I'm coming from a place of like it being a personal experience for me because I have gone to mass there many times. I have prayed there. I have lit candles. I have talked to Mother Mary. I have talked to Archangel Michael and Gabriel, you know, my homies there. I, I live there. I felt that energy. I, I you know, I, I, I can attribute so much of my personal witchcraft to the fact that I am French Creole. That's where a lot of my power comes from. And that stems, you know, at some point from France. Absolutely. But I'm bringing all this up to say the reaction I have seen online (laughs) has been truly wild. Regardless of, regardless of your feelings on 
religion, on just an old building, on some old art, on France's history of colonialism, all that stuff. Let people mourn as witches, as spiritual beings, as spiritual creatures. Not only should we be allowing people to mourn the way that they feel comfortable and to mourn the things that they they feel like they need to mourn, but we should be the guides for that mourning. We should be <laughs> not mourning, mourning. I don't know if they're too, I don't know if they like have separate pronunciations. I am saying M-O-U-R-N, I hope. But, you know, we are the spiritual guides within our coven and within our community at large. And people that aren't a part of the coven don't necessarily feel that they're witches or ascribed to witches still still seek our services and our gifts and our skills all the time. So if anything, it's our responsibility to not be like naysayers about what people care about and want to mourn. I've just seen so many people saying, and let me preface this, as a black woman born and raised in Louisiana, where we have, and in the South at large, have faced these atrocities of black churches specifically being burned down in acts of terrorism. It is okay. And we have the space to mourn two things at once. We have the space to mourn multiple things at once. You don't have to say, well, do you care about those black churches? Do you care about, you know, I saw also there was a mosque that was on fire today. Do you care about Flemish? Do you care about all I can care about all of these things at once. We all can. That is, especially as witches, we contain magnitudes. We have the bandwidth and we have, we have the spiritual ability to have that kind of empathy. So many of us are empaths. We, we are so aware of what's going on in the world to almost to a detriment to ourselves. And so this is so fresh. I'm recording on Monday night because I had to talk about this. This is so fresh. By the time we get to Wednesday, it's still going to be in the news. And I encourage you to not participate in, well, what about, but what about, but what about makes me crazy. I can talk about Notre Dame because it has a spiritual significance to me. It has a real life significance to me as a place where I spend time with my mother, my mom, our head witch in charge or HWIC who denies she's a witch, but I'm gonna tell you why she is right now. When we were in Paris when I was living there. She came to visit me and my auntie Grace, her, my great aunt, her, uh, her aunt, her mom's sister, you know how aunts work. I don't know why I'm breaking this down so hard, but my auntie Grace was dying of uh, uterine cancer. It was uterine. And my mom wasn't, we had gone to church into the mass. And after the mass, we were just kind of walking around the church and I was like letting her see it for the first time. I have been there a hundred times by then. I just really like, I really like old churches. I like the history. I like being in the presence of the archangels. I like being in the presence of, of all the energies that have passed through there. It is comforting to me. I've talked about this before. Maybe it's because I grew up Catholic, but um, being inside of a church is very comforting to me. It, there's a ton of Palo Santo in the air. Of course I love it. You know, being Palo Santo. Anyway. So my mom's walking around and I don't know if she was looking at a statue of mother Mary. I don't know if she was looking at a Pieta. I'm really not sure, but she just became overwhelmed with tears, started just crying, sobbing. And she was like, Grace is dead. She just, something hit her in that moment because she's a witch, even though she denies it. And she knew that, um, my great aunt, her aunt had passed away. And sure enough, we had, uh, called, we called home. This was like 10 years ago. So, uh, no, I mean, we could text, but I, I had like a first generation Nokia phone or something. And, uh, we called home for her visit to talk to my grandmother. And, um, she said, you know, Grace passed away this afternoon. So I, you can't tell me that's not a little bit of witchcraft, even inside the church, you know, 
for her to have that moment to to know that someone had passed away before even hearing it, she just knew in that moment that she was gone, that she had felt it. That is very significant to me. Magic like that can happen within church walls, whether you believe in whatever whatever God it is, whatever religion it is, you don't have to. All this to say, people can care about multiple things at once and people can have experiences that they don't have to explain to you about why they care about this thing. So what if someone went to Notre Dame one time in their life? Maybe that was the one place they wanted to visit more than anywhere else and they finally got to do it. I saw someone online say that they went and they spread ashes for their father or they went and left letters for family members. Like, I don't know. I just, it's, (laughs) I am relating this to witchcraft because ultimately I've had experiences there as a witch. My mother has, even though again, she's in denial, but (laughs) it is a spiritual place. So that is, that is significant to all of us. Watching a spiritual place burn is, it's not okay. But this, what, this, what about, but what about, what about these black churches? I care about those black churches just as much. I'm a black woman from Louisiana who grew up in historically black churches where my grandparents could only attend. And even my, my mom's generation because of segregation, I care about that. We have donated time. We have donated money, but I don't need to explain that to someone because I can talk about Notre Dame too. So anyway, (laughs) I'm saying all that to say as witches, Within our coven and our our communities at large, again, it is our responsibility to be leaders in a way. You know, I was doing like my Taurus um, astrology bonus episode today and talking about all the things that I really admire. I I came out of it with Aries. I came out being like, damn, I wish I was an Aries. And with Taurus, I came out of it being like, damn, I really respect Taurus. <laughs> They're like really amazing. I got to get more Tauruses and more earth signs in my corner. And I respect that steadfastness and that stoicness and that leadership position that they're, they're so naturally able to take in a way that isn't necessarily aggressive or intimidating in a way that more like a a fire sign has an ad has allegedly, those are characteristics of fire signs, right? With, with a earth sign or Taurus, it's a little more stoic and a little more steadfast and, and rooted in the earth and down to earth, you know, we're talking about grounded, grounded, grounded. So I was like, damn, I really, I really admire Tauruses. I think they're awesome. And that's what an attribute that we all need to take on, not just with Notre Dame, not just with the burning of black churches, not just with the burning of mosques, with all of these acts of terrorism all over the world. Like as which is, it's our responsibility to be leaders and to be pillars and to be people that everyone else can come to, you know, like we didn't get all these gifts for no reason. (laughs) We don't have this magical ability and these spells and these visions, we're going to get to that in a second, that we have inside of us simply to amuse ourselves, simply to even just have a sisterhood or a brotherhood or a, a communion of all people. We have this because we were deemed special, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word. We, we have all been deemed special And it's our responsibility to pass that out and make the world a better place. So, you know, can we all just join hands and love one another and care about all things? And you know what? Here's the thing too. Some people, and I'm not going to say who, but you probably know, certain groups of people only care about what they care about. And I cannot change that. And you cannot change that. Even though we're witches, we can't put a spell or a hex 
or any kind of gree-gree on anyone to make them become a better person. We simply can't. Some people, some groups of people, some some uh, alternate covens of people only care about their own self-interest. Okay, I can't do anything about that. You can't do anything about that. You may be able to bring one person over to the good side once a year. You know, we can't even, we have family members and friends we've known for 20 years that you fall out with over certain things. It just happens. But it's still up to us to be good for all those other remaining people. I don't know why my dog has barked seven times. I've had to keep starting a stopping and she's making as much noise as possible. I thought for once in my life, I could trust her little monster self to not make a lot of noise, but here we are. Sorry for the shaking in the background, but yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's some people that just aren't going to care and I cannot concern myself with those people. All I know is how I feel about what happened that I feel certain ways about a lot of things. And I don't owe anyone an explanation for why I am warning this. Will I share why? Absolutely. That's what I'm doing right now because I felt like this was really important to talk about, but I don't have to, you don't have to, you are allowed to mourn what you mourn and feel what you feel. And as long as it's not hurting anyone else or taking away from anyone else, more power to you. And that is our role as witches. We are supposed to be comforting people we weren't giving, we weren't given these gifts for no reason. You know, we, we gotta pay it for it. It's like, you know, I'm not like, I shouldn't even be saying this because I don't want the beehive to find me. I'm not even like a Beyonce. I'm just using Beyonce because she's kind of in my mind right now. I'm not like a Beyonce stan. I, I don't even really like her music that much, but I very much respect her as a person and like the charity that she has done and the causes that she works with. And that she can do it quietly, that you don't get a tweet update or she doesn't do a press conference every time she does something nice for a group of people or someone else, you know, and that's how we as witches should be moving. We can be magnanimous quietly, you know, and that's what I think we should all be striving for. So anyway, I just had to start there. I know it's a little like bringing the pace down a tiny bit of a bummer to talk about this church burning and talk about also these historically black churches burning because I highly doubt, I mean, we don't know yet, but I, I, they're not coming from the same intimate sentiment and don't have the same histories of brutality where in persecution, you know, it's a whole thing we could get into in another episode, but I wanted to acknowledge what happened. Number one, I wanted to acknowledge why it means something to me as a everyday real person and as a witch and the spirituality connected to it, the witchcraft connected to it, why it should mean something to all of us and why as witches, it's really our responsibility to let people come to us and say what they want to say and mourn in the way they want to mourn and not be like, well, why don't you care about this? Well, how do you know they don't care about that? So (laughs) that's just where we're starting off. I know it's a little, it's a little down, but I, I really had to get that out. That was, that was getting at me. And here's why dog, you better get it under control. Okay. <laughs> so we're back. We're clearly back onto our normal bad, witch madness track. Let's get going. Okay. So before I turn on into <laughs> the next part of bad, witch, cause we always have so much stuff to catch up on the beginning because I don't get to talk to you guys except for once a week. You guys, I'm sorry. You baddies. You witches, you loves of my life. I only get to talk to you once a week. Well, that's not true because now I get to talk to you every day in the Facebook group, which is bomb. Um, Join the Facebook group if you haven't. It's so much fun. Everyone has really good energy. Everyone is the loveliest. Everyone is cracking jokes all the time, which is the best part about being in a Facebook group. 
Jen starts bad, which I will definitely let you in. Um, when I get the notification and if I messed it up, as always, I will put the link in the, what's it called? Episode notes. Okay. Got it. I was going to say in the Dropbox, what's going on. This is what always happens when I like have a lot on my mind and I start with the kind of, you know, I start ranting early. I just, the episode's going to go over the place. No, we're going to get it on track because something else that I really appreciate and respect about the Tauruses, the Tauri amongst us is that they are able to be really focused and realistic and practical. So those are the qualities we're taking into this week's episode. If you're a Taurus, I know it's not quite Taurus season yet, but an extra special shout out to you. I'm, I'm trying to get you in my life and be more like you. Anyway, so we're going to do our Patreon shout outs real quick. If you would like to join Patreon, it is patreon.com slash bad witch, all kinds of different fun levels. They're all named after crystals. I've I think I did like a pretty good job on them. I think it's pretty cute. So if you just if you don't even want to join Patreon, you just want to see how I name them. I'm like very proud of the idea I came up with. So, you know, just appease me a little bit. Okay. Anyway, an extra special sugar on top, kisses and hugs, Bisous and Besos filled. Thank you to Aurora. Hi, Aurora. Um, you already know I'm obsessed with your name. I told you when you reached out over email, it's the prettiest name. You're killing it. Okay, Aurora, Courtney, Elizabeth, Aaron, Heidi, Lindsay, Maya, Sasha, Sola, and last but certainly not least, Stephanie. Love to all of you. Um, you rock my world. I tell you every week. I'm only supposed to do it once, once a month, but I'm going to keep doing it every week because I'm very appreciative of the patrons. I'm appreciative of all of you. Uh, every time I check the numbers for this podcast, I'm like, hey, what's going on? I can't believe more people are joining Y'all are obviously growing the coven and spreading the word, the good word of bad witch, (laughs) the good word of bad witch. What am I talking about? Um, Y'all are the best. It means the world to me. I hope it means the world to you. I'm going to tell you every week. I'm so thankful to have this space. I'm so thankful for the space that you've created by showing up every week and joining the Facebook group and joining Patreon and just listening and downloading. Even if you listen to five minutes. It it means so much to me, uh, and telling your friends and, and converting people to witchcraft. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Don't do that. I mean, like do it a little bit. So yes, patrons love you. Subscribers love you. Downloaders love you. Listeners love you. You're, you're the best thing that's truly ever, ever happened to me. Speaking of, if you have listened to the first episode of bad, Witch, I know some people have just kind of jumped in on like topics they were interested in. Awesome. Whatever floats your boat you know how we do around here. We, we got nothing but free, free choice and free love. I don't know. Um, so if you have listened to the first episode, you know that something that kind of, I don't even know if I can say it inspired me to start Bad Witch, but something that definitely was occurring right around the time I had the idea for this podcast, uh, in, in like the, the form that we have it now is that I, I I still don't know what to call it. I still don't, I still can't even quite describe it correctly, but here it is. And if you listen to the first episode, you're going to recognize this. And if you're in the Facebook group, I posted about it. I, for the second time in my life, woke up today and started having past life attacks, I guess would be what to call it. Or here's what's happening. I woke up, you know, going about life, answering emails, drinking water. I wasn't drinking water. I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. You're my coven. I was not drinking water, but I I was like thinking about getting some water. So I'm truly making progress on my water drinking journey. Anyway. So I get up 
And I, I think I like took a shower and I started getting these nausea attacks, which I got, I guess would be five months ago now. Cause I, I really got the idea to start this podcast in December. And what happens is I'll get nauseous all of a sudden I'll get like a glimpse of, I don't know if it's a past life. I don't know if it's a dream. I don't know if it's an alternate reality. I have no idea what I'm seeing, but I dip back into it. Here's the thing. Um, it's super cool. I, I am not afraid of the experience. I'm welcoming it. I'm trying to see everything that's showing me because I know there's a message or messages in there somewhere. And it's the reason it's happening. I can skip the nausea. The nausea is not great. Like I truly almost threw up a couple times today, which was not fun. I'm one of those people who like, if I can avoid it at all costs, I will do everything I can to not have that bodily function. I it's, it's God awful. So yeah, um, it came back today. It's the second time in my life that I can remember it happening. I think I've mentioned before, I, for some reason, I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood. Like I have, I have specific ones. I have witchy ones. I remember every person that's ever slighted me. Don't ever think I don't know about that. You know, I got that Scorpio energy, y'all. That's my ascendant. But I don't ever remember this happening in childhood. I don't remember it happening in adolescence or twenties. I told, as I've said, I hit 30 and my witch power started to like creep back up and they're leveling up. And what I think is happening is that I am starting to receive from who knows where, um, perhaps with my connection to Gabriel, cause he's the messenger angel. Uh, I think I'm starting to receive the gift of premonition, which is something I think I may have cultivated through the card readings, which I really thought was, I mean, it is, it's definitely my niche. Like that is my, that's my specialty. But I think I am starting to get the gift of premonition. And part of me has, since that first incident happened right before I, you know, got into starting the podcast, I remember being, I kind I remember thinking, I kind of want that to happen again because one, I kind of don't believe that it actually happened. I think I was just crazy that day, or maybe I just didn't get enough sleep. Definitely didn't get enough water. But I was like, I kind of want it to happen again because I want to, I want to know that it's real. And I really experienced it. I really experienced that. So when it came back today, I mean, it happened six or seven times. And even now, the, the, the difference I noticed this time is that last time I had no control over it. I was just dipping back and coming back out and about to throw up. This time, and even now that I'm talking about it, it hasn't happened in about six hours now, but now that I'm talking about it, I can, I can get a little more of the snippets that I was seeing and I can push myself back into it. So no clue what it is. I uh, wrote to one of my other witchy friends, not in the Facebook group, but um, one who's a little more advanced than I am. Imagine that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, those witches way more advanced than me. And she said that she experiences the same thing and it has to do with an overactive third eye. Now, I will admit this. Last night when I was doing my good old Sunday night smudging, as we all did, hopefully, unless you're a bad witch, which we all are. So if you did it Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, if you just didn't do it at all, hey, it happens. I, I remember I specifically was like hitting all of my chakras. And so I definitely lingered with the Palo Santo and this big billow of smoke. I burned, I put that thing so fast on fire. I like let that fire burn for a long time. I wanted a lot of smoke last night. And I, I remember holding, hovering it over my third eye for a while. So maybe I did the damn thing. Maybe I just let that Palo Santo sit for too long and I opened up my third eye and maybe that's the connection that I need to keep doing. So it's something that I'm definitely going to keep exploring. If this is something that you've experienced, please, Bad Witch Facebook group, 
thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please write to me. Tell me what you know about it. I don't even know what it's called. I I asked my witch friend what it's called. She didn't have a name for it. She just kind of told me the same symptoms. If you have experienced this, come be my my coven sister this week and, and break it down for me and tell me what this is because it's very interesting. I want it to keep happening. I want the nausea to not happen. That part's not chill, but the vision part is extremely cool. And I will say this, and this is where we talked about in what episode was it? In the dreams episode, I feel a little bit of frustration as a witch. And I think that this might be, you know, similarly felt when you don't really have a rein on your powers yet. And so you're seeing things and you don't know what they mean. You're dreaming things. And you don't know what they mean. I don't know if there is a connection with Notre Dame because I've had such a spiritual connection there. Um, but I know that when I was watching the TV, so all this stuff started happening before the news, you know, hit about the fire. And as I was watching the TV, the visual of the fire of the church cathedral interchangeable was triggering me to go back into this, I guess, trance trance is the word I've kind of been using this trance state that I kept falling back into you know, it almost felt like I was entering a video game. And I do remember specifically with the last instance of this and the instance I'm having now that there was board games being played. There was like an older style of dress and there were board games being played and there were like yard games being played. Like as if you were at some kind of lavish 18th century castle party. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm going to actually, when I go to bed tonight, just tell my subconscious that I'm open and I'm ready to receive more of this message. Cause I just, I just think there's something in there that's important. And on top of all that, <laughs> and maybe you've been experiencing the same. I said that very strangely just now. Um, I posted about this in the Facebook group as well. Obviously the Facebook group is hopping. You got to get in there. I have been having crazy deja vu. It has been hitting me longer harder, more intense than it usually does. Usually I'll have it for like a second. It'll pass. Now I'm, I am again, kind of going into a vision. So basically your girl's been having visions all day. If you are a witch that is specifically aligned with visions, with premonition, please get in touch with me. I need your help. You know, I need you to come get on this podcast and tell me what the heck is going on. Um, and maybe I'll try waving some more Palo Santo in front of my third eye and see if it opened things up. But overall, you know, when things on our witch journey happen, they can be scary. They can be overwhelming. They can make you sick. You know, when I first really started doing candle magic, I would get sick. And I, I, I talked about this before I would light the candles and then have to fall asleep. I would be so exhausted. Sometimes I would get very nauseous. It's we're going through spiritual and physical manifestations all the time. So it's just, you know, being a witch is just, it's just marvelous. It's just spectacular. Aren't you just so in love with it? Even with like the kind of the headaches and pains that come along with it. Literally, you'll literally have a vision headache, right? It's just spectacular that we get to have these experiences. They let us know we're alive. I'm, I'm just so thankful to be a witch and I am so thankful for all of you. So yeah, if you have had any of that stuff happen, if this is an experience that's similar to you or like the other witches in your family, it's something that's been passed on the line thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Come tell me what this is. I have no idea. I will say, I, I definitely want to do an episode on Deja Vu coming up because I've heard a lot of different theories about them. And that's something I really would like to get email submissions for. I would love to hear your theories or what 
you know, it's kind of been past the story in your family, like what deja vu means to you, because I have always thought that it's a warning. It's, it's a premonition, like something's going to happen good or bad. Um, I think maybe I align it more with something bad because I don't have control over it. And you know, mama loves control, but I was talking to witches. All I just do is talk to you and then talk to other witches. And that's all my friends, I guess. Um, I was talking to these other witches about it and someone brought up that to them, deja vu and what they've always been, you know, been said in their family and they've always heard is that it means you're in the right place. And I love that. You know, do we ever truly have confirmation that we're making the right decisions? We're on the right path. We're in the right place. I mean, yeah, with your cards and your crystal balls and all that stuff, of course. But I just love that that flash of where you are and feeling like you've been there before means that you're in the right place at the right time. Like you're on, you're on the right track. So that is how I'm choosing to look at deja vu from now on. I would also love to just hear your deja vu stories. And if you want me to share them on the podcast, please send them in. I'm going to tell you one more time thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to put it down in the episode notes as always with the Patreon, with the Facebook group. We're rocking and rolling y'all. Okay. So have we covered everything? Notre Dame, check. Uh, Transvision video games, check. <laughs> Deja vu, check. Patreon, check. I think we're doing good. You know what time it is then. That's right. It's our favorite time. It's time to talk about homework. Here's the thing. <laughs> So I know in episode 12, I was cuckoo bananas. I did not give y'all homework. I, I apologize for that again. You know, I was just going through some things and I was open and honest with my coven because honesty is where we come from as witches. And that's the place that we're always going to work from. But uh, episode 13, I give you like 15 assignments. <laughs> so, you know, my friend Heidi, she's like the funniest person ever. Uh, I just, I love talking to her. Uh, she's actually part of the reason I have a podcast too, because she was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And she put it, she like talked about it so much that I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. And like, I think Heidi's really cool and funny. So I want to do that too. <laughs> Heidi, you're my inspiration basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks for being in my life, girl. Um, but yeah, she texted me after the episode and she was like, oh, so you're coming out midterms. <laughs> we got to turn into term paper in two episodes. <laughs> no, I just, I was feeling really inspired last episode. So um, if you hit any of the homework, I'm proud of you as always. If you hit none of it, if you had a crazy week, if you've been having deja vu and visions nonstop, if you were really upset about the fire today, the the fires at black churches, all that stuff's coming together and just being too much noise for you, it's okay. You don't have to do your homework every week. This is a podcast. You can always go back to listen to whatever episode you want, work your homework, then you're not falling behind. Don't worry. But if you did all the assignments I gave you, you're going to get an extra special gold star this week, a check plus, and you might even get a kiss on the nose. I'm so proud of all of you, no matter what. Did I do the homework? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely made a very clean evaluation of what needs to continue in my life and what doesn't. And I'm taking the steps to work with that. That was, yeah, that was one that I think was really, really speaking to me last week. Um, I didn't burn things in the bowl yet, but, uh, that, that would actually be a really, really great way to close out, uh, our fire cycle that we're in, um, with Aries. So I think I bring back my, my fire, fire starter. Oh gosh. I can't say that word. Fire starter vibes and, um, light up those things that just aren't pleasing me, aren't working with me, aren't harboring the best intentions for me. And, uh, yeah, that would be a great ritual to close out 
airy season. So if you haven't done it yet and you're ready to stoke those flames and, and, and burn through, nope, not burn through cleanse, cleanse through burning and start off your tourist season, you know, with just another new fresh start. You know, we always have these cycles. We talk about these cycles. You always have a chance to start over you down to the hour, down to the minute. You always have a chance to start over, to do what you want to do, to reset your intention, to work on your manifestation, to meditate. Hi, I didn't forget. We always have a chance to take on these things, right? So if you have not done it yet, or if you'd like to do it again, if some more bullshit has popped up in the last week, which of course it did, I know something has, then let's, let's get those bowls out and let's get those pieces of paper written down and let's get our fire out. And that will be our ritual that we're going to close out airy season with airy season. You can kind of fudge the dates. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, it ends on April 20th or it ends on April. No, no, no. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Aries, not Taurus. Aries season, Aries sign ends on April 20th. Taurus starts on April 21st, runs to May 21st. So knock it out. That's going to be our our ritual we're going to do together. We're going to cleanse by fire. I'm not just saying that because I watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) But like a little bit. You know, I I really like the dragons. Don't worry, I'm not going to post spoilers. I'm not a monster. Um... And I always think of that scene of Daenerys. I mean, if you haven't watched the first season by now, babe, you've had 10 years. But I always think of that first that scene in the first season where Daenerys comes out of the fire and she's kind of reborn and she's cleansed and, and the, the dragons have come out of their eggs, you know? Uh, so yeah, I really, the, the idea, since it's back, the idea of like cleansing by fire has really been in my mind this week. I'm Game of Thrones obsessed. I'm very excited. I cried uh, every time a new character came on, to be honest. And we do talk about Game of Thrones in the Facebook group, so... And what astrological signs all the characters on. So, you know, get over there. Okay, how many times can I mention the Facebook group? I guess I'm up to six or seven by now. I just love it. You know, it's so great to have a tangible place, like a meeting place for our coven. That's every coven needs a meeting place. And we can't really meet in the woods. We can't really meet in Salem yet. I will work on that one day. But uh, it's great to have a space where we can see each other and talk to each other and see what each other looks like and what our signs are and what our manifestations are and what we're, our spells were saying that week. So, yeah, come join us. Just, just click it. I know Facebook's the worst. Just hide all your feeds and block people you don't like and just click it. <laughs> all right. So we have our ritual. That's not your homework. I, uh, I have some more opinion for you because we're actually starting a series today. We are going to be tackling y'all. Okay. So this is what, okay, now I'm just going to tell you, and then I'll tell you what's behind it. We are going to be tackling the four and or five elements over the next four-ish weeks. I have been wanting to talk about this for a while. I actually, this was going to start last week, but then I realized it was number 13 and I had to go on a feminist rant. You know me so well, (laughs) which I love that so many people connected with that. Thank you for the feedback on that episode. Thank you for sharing your special lucky numbers with me or why you are like divinely connected to 13. I loved reading about that stuff. Y'all just email me. I love it. So I was going to do this last week, but then 13 came up and I'm glad it happens like that. Everything happens for a reason. The universe always provides and watches out for us because my original idea was I'm going to talk about all the elements in one episode. Am I crazy? I cannot possibly talk about all four and or five. We're going to get that. We're going to get to all that in a second. Um, I can't possibly pack that into one episode unless I want the episode to be six hours long <laughs> or I mean easily. Yeah. I mean, cause I go an hour and a little bit over every week. So yeah, about six hours long of just going on and on. 
So what I've decided to do is we're just going to take one a week at a time. So this is our first official Bad Witch series. I'm so happy to have you here for it. I'm really, really excited to talk about the elements. They're the basis of life itself. It's it's the basis of the universe, the, the stars in the sky of our magic. It's all rooted in that nature. It's, it's what we're built of, literally. So it's such a precious topic. I'm I'm so happy to talk about it and to share this topic with you. So let's dig in. Let's 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 get it, get it. I yeah, I crazy me. I really was like, oh no, I'm just gonna do all four in one episode. It's gonna be called the four elements. Like we got this. <laughs> but there's so much to say. So I have mentioned this in a past episode. I truly, truly cannot remember which one. I tried to go back and listen to all of them, but you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of footage by now. Is that what you call recording? It's a lot of recording footage by now. And I truly, if you can tell me what it is, I'm going to give you, I'll give you like a free, I don't know, something because I cannot remember what episode I set it in. So I can't remember what order I set it in, but we know the classical four elements as earth, air, fire, and water. Wonderful. This is how I like to refer to them. I don't know if I gave an explanation on other episodes since I can't remember which one it is and I can't find it, <laughs> but I like to refer to them as salt, smoke, flame, and ash. It's, it's just an aesthetic thing. It's just something that I connected with. I started calling it that one day and it, I don't know, I don't know why necessarily, but it works for me. And so I'm going to share it with you in that way. It's something that can be just special for our coven, you know, and how we like to work with the elements and refer to them. So salt is water, smoke is is air, flame, fire, easiest one to figure out, and then ash is earth. So salt, smoke, flame, and ash. And this week, because the way I refer to the elements and work with them doesn't go in like the classical order of earth, air, fire, water, you know, shout out to the craft. That's where I think I first heard them, probably where you first heard them too, big ups. Um, I, instead of going earth, air, fire, well, you know, we're about to enter Aries, I mean, Taurus season, so maybe I should do earth first or ash first. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I want to do water first because I'm a triple water sign and water is my favorite element. So listen, we're going to do salt first. We're going to do water first. But of course, in talking about this, we're going to have to talk about all five elements. <laughs> so surprise, there's five. So we all know earth, we know air, we know fire, we know water. In Wicca, and you know, this is not a a Wiccan podcast. We borrow from everywhere. We take from Wicca, from Voodoo, from um, you know more more monotheistic religions, more other polytheistic religions. We take from our own lineage and what's been passed down through our families and our friends, and what our witch mentors have taught us. All those wonderful things that come together to make like this really unique practice. You know, that's the whole point of being a bad witch baby is that we can just. We don't have to follow any necessary, we don't have to necessarily follow any exact path of our witchcraft. We don't have to do this, our practice in this way, or it's not right. No, it's right because it's powered by our magic, you know, and we're all individuals. So we don't have to follow one thing, but I do borrow the concept of the spirit being the fifth element. I'm just going to tell you now, every time I say fifth element, it's going to make me think of the movie. Um, the movie's really great and costumes by Gautier, right? brilliant. Anyway, so just know when I say it out loud in my head, I'm thinking about Lilu and all that stuff. But yeah, so earth, air, fire, water, and spirit, or as I sometimes like to refer to it, heart. (laughs) And yes, that does come 
directly, quite literally directly from um, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. I always wondered why all the other like teenagers, or they weren't teenagers, they were kids. I don't know what they were on that show got to have an actual tangible element. And then the last kid had to be heart. What was up with that? Like, it always really bothered me, except now that I'm older and I'm more into my, my witchcraft, my practice and all of these things, I realize that heart is actually the most important element. Spirit is the most important element because so in witchcraft, we have cardinal directions that we work with, right? And each element represents a certain direction. We'll go over that in a second. The concept of spirit, that fifth element, is the thing that like encompasses all of those directions, all of the other other elements. It's the element that brings it all together. So we can tangibly talk about, you know, I can feel air on my face. I can feel the breeze. I can feel the heat of a flame. I can feel water running over my hands. I can feel, um, you know, the ground. I can touch the ground. I can feel the earth and the dirt and the grass and all of those things. But spirit is a little bit, well, not a little bit. It's a lot of bit abstract. <laughs> it's an abstract concept. Um, not to talk about the craft constantly, but if you have seen it, you know the scene where, so they get Sarah, right? And they're so happy she's there because they're going to make, they're going to complete their circle. And they have, uh, okay, so two things really. They talk about the concept of Manal, right? And that's the spirit they want to invoke. And they say, you know, if God and the devil were playing football, I think, I think they said football. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> they were playing a match. Then Manal would be the stadium that they play in. So that's kind of how I like to think about the concept of spirit. Cause it's kind of hard to explain, but basically we have these four elements that face these four directions and deal with these four directions. But the spirit stands in the center and that's the thing that connects everything. So it's above, it's below, it's with, it's within the circle. It's outside of the circle. It's, it just is what courses through all of us. It's, it's like a life force. It's kind of the best way to describe it. It's very, listen, it's not a tangible thing. So it's hard to talk about. If you have a better way of describing it, uh, hit me up, you know, every way to contact me at this point. And let me know if you have a better way. I would, I would love to share, you know, kind of how other people think of it. But so yeah, that is the fifth element. And then, so to go back to the craft for a second, <laughs> uh, you know, when they're doing, where they're actually on the beach and they do that spell to, to invoke, right? And they say, oh, we're called to the guardians of the watchtowers of the North. So in witchcraft, we have, oh shoot, we need to talk about circles too. Okay. We're going to get there. So in witchcraft, the elements work with certain cardinal directions. We have four, we have uh, North, South, East, and West, right? And so basically in witchcraft, you can cast a circle within, with, within it, you, uh, perform your ritual and your magic. You obviously don't always have to do that. Hello, we're bad witches. We're lucky if we even have our like altars set up in any capacity. <laughs> you know, some days we run out of stuff. I've, I've had to go get new Palo Santo for uh, a few days now, but in witchcraft, you do, you can work within a circle. You know, even the idea of a coven is kind of the idea of completing a circle when you find your members. So within the circle, say I wanted to work with water because that's our element this week. Water faces West. Water corresponds with West. And so I am working a ritual that deals with water. I'm working a spell that deals with water. And I'm trying to harness that extra power that water brings into the situation and, you know, and calling on the elements. Then facing West is key to making that spell work as like its highest potency. 
So <laughs> let's go over the, you know what, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do maybe a bonus episode on casting a circle because once we go through this whole elements thing, you know, over the next month, I guess, yeah, about more, a month or more, because we're gonna talk about spirit as well. Once we have all those parts together, we're going to want to take each of those five sections and build our circle. And we're going to want to, you know, understand each direction of each element to form our circle and, and work more perfectly within it. So yeah, I might, I might shoot a little bonus episode this week and put it out. Let me know what y'all think about that. If that's something you're into, let me know and I'll, I'll put one out. So let's talk about directions real quick because we do have to get to water itself and we do have to do our crystal of the week. I didn't forget. <laughs> so uh, when we're just talking about these elements right now, we're kind of doing a little introduction on them. I'm going to use their classical names. So we're not just totally throwing people off directions for earth, north. You're working with your earth element. You're working with dirt. You're working with land. You're going to face north in the circle. Uh, air, east, same concept. Fire, south. And then water, like I already mentioned, is west. So, you know, when you hear people say, in witchcraft, we have correspondences. So if you think of kind of candle magic is the easiest way to think of it for me, is if I want to do a love spell, I'm going to use a red candle. I'm going to use a pink candle. Those are the corresponding colors. Same. So if I wanted to do, uh, if I wanted to do a love spell and I go grab a green candle, knowing that green corresponds with luck and money and abundance and, 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 uh, I was going to say charm, good charm. I think I'm thinking of lucky charms. <laughs> no, but you know, it represents all of those things that kind of can deal more with the career sector and, and bringing in fortune and all those things. I'm not going to grab that for love. That doesn't correspond with each other. So in witchcraft, you have to think about what is corresponding because again, it's going to lend to the potency of your magic. So if I'm doing a water spell, I know that the water that cores, the water that corresponds, the color that corresponds with water is blue. So I'm going to bring blue in, whether it is our crystal of the week, which I'm going to talk about in one second, or if it's a blue candle, if it's um, a blue seashell, you know, anything like that, that I can bring in that is going to, again, lend to the potency potency of what I'm doing. So I'm doing that water spell, that water ritual. I'm bringing in the color blue because that's what corresponds to water. I'm facing West because that's what corresponds to water. It all just, you know, comes together to all, I mean, literally all these different elements, <laughs> they lend to your magic. And that's why we do want to work with the natural world so much. Our connection to the natural world is super important. You know, we, we are made of water. <laughs> we exist we breathe in air. That is like also one of our life forces. We exist on the ground. You know, we, we cleanse with fire. We cook with fire. Like they are, they all are these building blocks to, to everything in the universe. And that's what we as witches believe. And that's why it's key to power our magic with it. You know, we don't just exist in it, but we use it as a tool. It's, it really comes from a place of, you know, having respect for nature, having respect for the world around you. Natural natches. <laughs> I was trying to say witches and, and nature at the same time, I think. Witches do have a natural connection to the natural world. It we're we're just we're we're tied by that concept of spirit, you know? So yeah. Oh, what did we just cover? We <laughs> just had a little crash course in the classical elements, the fifth element of spirit, uh, of working within a circle of correspondences and of directions. So I think we've hit all the background information we need 
for now. Of course, we'll be discussing this over and over again over the next four weeks, and we can finally dip our toes into water. So speaking of correspondences, <laughs> since we're, it's kind of popping up a lot, a lot now that we've recognized it, um, our crystal of the week is a crystal that comes in a lot of variations. It has a lot of colors that carry a lot of different powers and properties. The one that I think is most famous is its black variation. You see that come up all the time. If you're looking for something to banish negativity for protection, um, to keep you grounded. I, I think we might actually circle back to the black variation for the earth ash episode, but yeah, the black one is I, to me, it's the most famous one. It's the one I see pop up all the time on, you know, what crystal should I be using to protect myself? What should be in my baseline of crystals? Um, there's a pink that corresponds to love. Of course. Um, you might also know it as the watermelon variety. If that gives you a better hint of what stone we're talking about. And it deals with matters of the heart, self-love, love for others, attracting love to your life, sensitivity, a little more of emotion, all those beautiful things. There is a green variation that deals with courage and confidence and vitality and growth. So, you know, we're talking about correspondences. You can see all of these colors. That's what your brain naturally says. Well, yeah, pink is love. Green is growth. Black is protection. Like we know all that stuff by now. So that's what I mean by correspondences. If it helps flush it out a little bit more, I like to think of it in terms of colors. It's kind of the easiest way for me to comprehend it. <laughs> Honestly, when I first started learning about it, I was like, this sounds simple. So am I just not understanding it? Or is it really kind of that crystal clear? It really is kind of just that clear. And it's patterns that you see emerge naturally, you know? So our variation for this week because we're working with water and what corresponds with water, the element when we actually tangibly see water, when we're looking at water outdoors, when we visualize water is of course the color blue. So blue tourmaline is our crystal of the week. It is also referred to as um, indicolite, not indigo with a G, indico, C, but that the, the uh, terminology, the meaning comes from indigo. So the stone really can go from like a sapphire deep, almost purpley blue, all the way up to like an aquamarine where you have that light seafoamy green blue as well. And the stone quite literally represents the tranquility of water. Like there could not be a more perfect stone. Literally, I was like, oh man, oh man, oh man. I already did aquamarine in another episode and I really should have saved it for this. <laughs> but you know, I, I wanted to talk about Pisces season and the month of March and all that stuff. But, um, so I was like, damn, I should have saved that. But honestly, blue tourmaline, tourmaline, it's T-O-U-R-M-A-L-L-I-N-E. Just in case I'm saying it a little crazy, you know, me and my, my speech impediments and whatnot. Um, it quite literally is like connected to water. It is of water. It represents the tranquility of water. And along with that, the, it is meant to represent clear, honest communication and the ability to speak from the heart. Um, the element of water really deals with motion. So you can see why that really goes hand in hand. Um, it also encourages an open mind and for people to be able to embrace the truth, to be able to speak their truth through emotion and be able to receive the truth as well. You know, that can almost be a little bit harder than speaking your own truth. And it deals with just a sense of like peace and calm. So it's a really good stone to have on your altar or on your person or next to your bed, just because it does kind of induce that feeling of tranquility. <laughs> you know, and we get, I think we'd all use a little more peace and calm and tranquility in our life. And that 
with water is what we really are going to want to tap into that, that tapping into our emotions into just a little more quiet, you know, especially it would be, it's a great stone for meditation because when you are meditating, it is about blocking out the outside world. It is about letting anxieties float away, about letting fears float away, about letting stress float away and being awash in peace and in happiness and in just a hush, a shush, you know, and not just letting the everyday noise and loudness just be in your ears all the time and be in your mind all the time and affect your physical body and your spiritual mind. So we are huge fans of blue tourmaline, not just because of its association with water and its perfect association with the tranquility of water and the emotion of water, which is what we're gearing up to talk about, but just because it brings peace. And I think, uh, in 2019, <laughs> we could all use a little peace. We could all use a little more quiet. And also it's just a beautiful stone. You know, I, I love an aesthetic situation. So whatever color you choose to look at, whatever range that blue is in, tourmaline is just a great stone. So that is our crystal of the week. So if you already have some on hand, grab it so we can get into this water talk. So we just said water deals with emotions. It deals with dreams. It deals with intuitions and sensitivities. I mean, <laughs> all water signs. The Pisces and the Scorpios and the Cancers among us are uh, famously, notoriously very sensitive, <laughs> very emotional. We are known to cry at the drop of anything. I, Like I mentioned, I cried every time a new character showed up on Game of Thrones. I don't even like all of them. <laughs> but it was just kind of the nostalgia of the moment. We're very tapped into our emotions at all time, good and bad. And... That is what water represents. So all the signs that correspond to those elements, we kind of talked about that in the astrology episode. They, they represent the values of that element, so to speak. So in keeping with our episode last week, talking about the number 13 water to continue on with that kind of trend of talking about female divinity and the female spirit and, and feminine energy, water is associated with that. So any spell or any ritual where you're dealing with, especially like female fertility, that is when, for example, you would bring in water and you would face West and you would bring in your blue tourmaline and your blue candles and all of those elements that correspond. Hi, I'm going to say correspond 8,000 times in this episode, even though I know you totally understand the concept by now. It deals with um, fertility. It deals with women's menstruation cycles, women's menstrual cycles. That's the way to say it. Um, with emotions with birth, with love and healing and balance, you know, all of those things that I wouldn't say we necessarily associate with a female energy because I, you know, there's always, there's always a dichotomy there. It's always male and female energy and other energy as well. But I think it's things that we most closely associate with being an emotional, spiritual state of being. To me, it is the most spiritual of the elements. It deals most with the spiritual world and our spiritual sides. And that's why it is a little more calm and a little more cool and a little more tranquil. However, not to discount also the power of water. I think sometimes in talking about water signs, we get a little caught up in, oh, they're so dreamy. They're so intuitive. <laughs> you know, all that. They're just floating around. Just You gotta just pluck them out of the air because they're so flighty. But water is also incredibly powerful. It is 
what covers most of our earth. It sustains life. It brings life. You know, the reason we don't have earth necessarily on other planets. I mean, I kind of believe in aliens, but that's a topic for another day. But you know, the reason that scientifically we're saying you can't sustain life in these atmospheres is the lack of water. Water is two thirds of our body. Water can give life and in the same token can destroy life. I mean, look at hurricanes, look at typhoons, look at uh, tsunamis, all that stuff. So it's extremely powerful. And I don't think we should discount that power, even though in the spiritual sense and the elemental sense, we're focusing more on the gentle side of water, which, which is a good thing, but it, it's good to realize the balance, you know, speaking of balance being part of water's kind of power with the element is that we need to understand and appreciate the calm and the tranquility and the gentleness of it. And and that that is also powerful. It is, it has an incredibly powerful force behind it. So not to discount it so much. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I think sometimes we get too caught up in the flowery elements of dealing with water and being a water sign and what water represents. And now that it's, it's tough, it kicks ass. Water is super, super powerful and it drives everything. You know, we would have no life without water point blank. It, it covers everything. It's most of us. So yeah. Let's just give a shout out to water for uh, being that bitch this week. <laughs> Maybe that can be my new segment. Like, who is that bitch this week? I mean, usually it's the moon or it's Mercury and retrograde, but this week it's going to be water. So in a physical sense, this is what water provides to us. It allows us to cleanse, you know, with your crystals. If you need to <clears throat> cleanse them, if they need to be recharged, run them under cool water. It allows us to, <clears throat> here come my allergies, Hi. <laughs> it allows us to have life. You know, we just talked about that. It quenches us. It brings us the gift of, of being, being alive, being here. You know, if you would die without water, literally, that's why to go back to the beginning episode, it is a catastrophe and a shame that Flint, Mich Michigan does not have clean water because it is literally essential and an essence of life. And how dare they not take the money that is allocated, allocated to other things that are not as important as making sure that people have clean drinking water and do nothing about it. I mean, it's been over four years now, five years. What the hell is going on? So <laughs> we can all just take a moment in this episode or after this episode to, to donate to something that's going on. Um, you know, donate to one of the black churches, donate to Flint, donate to Notre Dame, donate to all three, put, put some of that energy back onto the world in a tangible way. Okay, sorry. I just had to circle back for that for a second because I feel like I'm remiss talking about water and how essential it is to all of us. And then the fact that people in this own, in our own country where we have money on top of money on top of money don't have clean drinking water. That is wild. So let's all do something about that. I'm going to, as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to go send, uh, I'm going to go donate money because that is truly wild. Okay. <laughs> It, I mean, not to laugh after that, but I'm just laughing because I went on a tangent because, you know, it's my favorite thing to do. So also water, back to water. Water is associated with the moon. Hi, we're going to talk about her again. And Neptune, it is associated with two of my very, very favorite goddesses. Okay. I know I shouldn't play favorites. I've said this before, <laughs> but um, two goddesses that really resonate with me. And, and again, it, it could be strictly because I am a water sign are uh, Rhiannon. 
of the Stevie Nicks song, of the Fleetwood Mac song that I posted in the Facebook group. It is what I listen to every single time I'm smudge. I am not kidding. Like if it is a smudge down Sunday, Rhiannon is playing. I am, I'm like twirling in circles with my shawl on doing a full Stevie Nicks vibe. (laughs) And I just connect with her so much. And she is a sorceress. I mean, if you've heard the song, you kind of, you kind of have an idea of the lore a little bit, but, uh, you know, she starts with like, this is a song about an old Welsh witch. So, uh, she is more of a Welsh Celtic goddess. Ooh, Celtic is not an easy word for me. (laughs) Also, it's so fun doing a podcast and figuring out just what the hell I cannot say. So (laughs) Rhiannon is one of the goddesses that's very associated with nature. She is someone that shows up when... uh, you're not, when you have all the power to do something, but you're not harnessing that power. The question that comes with her a lot is, I mean, what are you waiting for? You just going to sit here or are you going to make a move (laughs) or like what's going on? So she, but a lot of her, a lot of her power and a lot of her story comes with that connection, that connection that we're always talking about. We're talking about this episode so much to nature she wants you to reconnect to nature. She wants you to go outside. She wants you to take in that natural world power that drives us witches and harness it. She really is sorceress. You know, she, she comes when I'm doing my reading, she comes up to the most powerful of witches, the one that are true manifestors, the one who, the ones who need to be working at the highest level possible because their witchcraft contributes to like, the world at large to everyone around them, to their community. So Rhiannon is one I adore. She is one of my favorite goddesses, one of my favorite witches. I, every time I get her card, I'm like, Oh, Hey girl, how you doing? (laughs) But she really is about movement. Why are you being stagnant? Why aren't you using your power? Why are you comfortable here? When you know you want all these other things, you are a manifester, start manifesting. That would be probably her, her, not her logo, her, her motto, if you can manifest, why aren't you manifesting? Get manifesting. What are you doing? So adore her. And then Yamanya. Um, it's spelled and pronounced in different ways. That's the way that I've been introduced to it. And she is a goddess in Santeria. She is a goddess really closely associated with like Afro-Latino uh, uh, culture, especially out of like South America, Brazil, that area. And she is a goddess specifically of the ocean. So what I like to do, and this is a sort of your homework, but I, I'm going to frame it a little bit differently because not all of us have access to an ocean. I certainly don't right now, but whenever I do get to go to the beach, I like to go into the waves. I like to just, you know, let them hit me knee level. It doesn't matter what level go in as far as you want. I just, sometimes the water is really cold and I don't feel like going in that far (laughs) and I'll just talk to her. And, you know, I'll, I'll say, thank you for this water. Thank you for this, this life force. Thank you for the strength of the ocean and for the cycles of the ocean, because what Yamanya really represents as a goddess, um, you know, for, for our bad witch intents and purposes is the cyclical. There's that word again, a thousand times. We, We will always come back to that word nature of life. And especially of, um, in the deck that I work with golden opportunity. So, she at once brings us new opportunities, brings us new life. I mean, being, being a a goddess of the ocean and being like the the mother of the ocean is really being like the mother of all life, you know? So she really is a mothering spirit. Um, 
But in my deck, when I work with her and the way I'm reading her is that she is presenting new opportunities to us. And she is reminding us of the cycles of the ocean and thus the cycles of life and thus the cycles of opportunity. And it's at once, she's very assuring, like, Hey, you've got this. Everything is going to go well. You have prepared, you have studied, you have done the work. And here comes the thing that you've been waiting for. And at the other hand, she reminds us and, and, and aspires us. That's not how that word works. She assures us that if this opportunity doesn't quite work out for some reason, if you jumped forward and you couldn't quite grasp it, if it didn't land, if, if, if it floated away, right? If that current came in and then it washed back out, there's always something new coming. You Life is about timing, timing and cycles. So you don't have to be devastated because this thing that you really thought you wanted didn't work out for you. It just means that there's another opportunity coming on another cycle and it's going to be even better. So those are the two goddesses that are really closely associated with uh, water, with the element of water, with salt. And those are the two goddesses that hold a very dear place in my heart. So uh, yeah, I, I love them very much. And when they come up in my deck, I'm like, hell yeah, things are going great. I'm manifesting. Opportunities are coming. Let's get this. Um, water is also closely associated with Archangel Gabriel, who again is the, uh, messenger angel. And so that goes back into communication, which goes back to our blue terminal line, clear, honest communication. We talk about honesty a lot, especially in the last few episodes and how honesty is what really makes our witchcraft so pure. Like we, you never want to go into something with dark and dirty intentions because it's just going to come back to you. Like that's how the universe works. It's going to come back to you times three. You want to come from an honest place. You want to say, Hey, I'm doing this, uh, love spell because I really have done the work. I have healed. I am so ready for love to come to me as opposed to, um, all of my friends have gotten engaged in the last six months and I don't want to be the only person who is alone. So where are they? Where's my person? I'm ready. That that's not pure. That's not honest, you know, and that is going to backfire on you. So we're talking about clear communication and we're talking about being able to tap into your emotions and, you know, salt again, and the reason I say salt, let me say that is because when I think about, especially that experience with Yamanya, when I go into the ocean, I talk to her every time I have a chance to do that. It's, it's not just the water, but it's like the salinity of the water that I really hold on to. That's what I, when, you know, it gets, um, you've been out in the water all day and you lick your lips and there's salt. I mean, it's probably not the healthiest thing, but I do it all the time. <laughs> I always forget. I'm like, Oh, why are my lips so dry? Um, you know, it's like the salt will crystallize on your skin. It's, it's just made, it, it's even more of a confirmation to me that I have connected with water that day. So you know, and, if, and you, we take salt baths, like that's the extra element we add into to bring extra cleansing. It's not just the cleansing of the water itself, which is already so pure and so powerful, but it's adding that salt element to it. So that is why I refer to water as salt. The salt just really, it, it, it's kind of to me, the material materialization. I think that's a word. <laughs> Let's rock with it. Of Of my time being in water, you know, when my hair is still salty, when my, when I come out and my, even my bathing suit is salty. It, it is a reminder to me. It lets me know I really did spend that time connecting to water. So that is why I refer to it as salt. Also, I just like the way it sounds. I just like that word aesthetically. It sounds pleasing to me. You know, I have auditory issues. So yeah, water is definitely in line with Archangel Gabriel because as the messenger, it's all about that clear communication. And, you know, it really makes sense if you think about it because water 
if you take the time to listen to it, if you close your eyes, you're at the ocean, you're next to a brook, you're next to a river, a rivulet, <laughs> you know, any of that stuff, even, even listening to like ice cubes clinking in a glass, there's a certain rhythm to it. There's certain secrets in that there's a whispering. And so it's not just, again, about what communication we're putting out there. It's not just about what we're saying, but it's about what we're receiving. And so that actually is going to be your homework this week. I want all of you to take a moment. And if you have any kind of body of water, it does not have to be the ocean. It does not have to be a coursing running river like in Pocahontas. <laughs> Don't make me sing the song. No, I would never. Again, auditory issues. Um, you know, it could it could literally just be a lake somewhere in your town. It could be, um, again, a rivulet. I just decided I really like that word, so I'm saying it could be just the water, you know, splashing into your tub or coming out of the faucet. I mean, technically the water element does represent also like faucets and sinks in our home, in, in our bathroom and in our, our kitchen. So you could even run water there. You can uh, get into the bath itself or get into the shower. I just want, in whatever way, I mean, because we're speaking about an element and elementals, it is better if you can do it in the natural world. You know, again, connecting to nature. Rhiannon is like, hey, hey, girls. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. You got to go outside because you got to reconnect. You have to kind of like power up and recharge. You know, you charge your phone. You got to charge your power up, too. <laughs> and that that electricity and everything outside and, and those good vibrations, that is that does charge our power up for sure. I mean, that's why witches have met in uh, the forest and on the beaches forever and ever and ever and always. But, um, yeah, so it would be better if you could go out into nature and actually tap into an ocean, into a river, into a lake, uh, into a creek, into a waterfall. Oh my gosh. If you have a waterfall somewhere by you, number one, I'm insanely jealous. Number two, go, that's where you need to go and listen. Just, I want you to take in water where you can. And if you can't do that again, in your house is fine. Sitting in the bathtub, listening to any kind of motion with water. And I just want you to listen to what it has to tell you. If you are able to enter a meditative state, you know, what visions are coming through, what words are coming through, what, what images are popping into your head. I just want all of us to take 30 minutes if we can this week. If I hope we all have 30 minutes to spare. I know life can be so insane, but if you can just, you know, if, if you have the nature around you, go out there. If you have to do it in your own home, that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with that. And just listen to the water. Because again, communication, it's not just what we're putting out. It's what we're taking in. Listen to the messages that the water has to give you. It may be the perfect time for answers. And you might be able to answer questions you didn't answer things you didn't even realize that you were questioning. Um, I... That's why when I, I am able to do my little ocean ritual where I go in and I talk to Yamanya, I I try to be as quiet and not bring any um any preconceived notions or any direct questions to that situation. I like to literally just let it flood over me, whatever she wants to show me and whatever whatever she wants to say and whatever the water wants to say to me. So that is your homework this week. Get in touch with some water babes. You know, and listen, if it's like a lake or a river and you don't want to get bit by snapping turtles, I don't know. I don't know where snapping turtles live, <laughs> but you know, like snakes and fish and stuff like that. You don't have to put your feet in. I know a lot of people have legitimate fears of being in open bodies of water. We've talked about this. Water can be dangerous. It can be extremely dangerous. So it's not that you need to 
I mean, your bathtub, yeah. Don't just sit in and listen to the water. Like, get in, splash around, listen to the water there where, where you're safe. Or more safe, rather. But, uh, you know, when you get out, make sure your feet aren't slipping across anything. Just be careful. Just always be careful is one of the tenets of this podcast. And we deserve goods the other. And we do, of course. Absolutely. But you don't have to physically be in the water. It's just another element of this ritual. But you don't have to tangibly be in the water. It's it's enough to just sit and listen to what it has to tell you. So that is your homework this week. Um, definitely if you feel comfortable and if you, uh, would like to talk to the goddesses or you'd like to talk to Gabriel, just, uh, with Gabriel, it would be more a sense of help me hear the messages that the water has for me. Help me hear the messages that are around me right now, because I am entering a state of perfect quiet and perfect peace. And I am myself invoking the tranquility of the water. So I'm ready to listen. And if it's, uh, Rhiannon, Rhiannon. I'm trying to say it in a more musical sense because it's a beautiful song. And when I, you know, the way I say everything is very flat for some reason. Um, with her, I would talk to her more in a sense of like, what should I be focusing on manifesting? Am I manifesting the right things? And with uh, Yamanya, if that's who you choose to talk to, I would focus it more on what, what opportunities are coming to me and in what ways am I ready or in what ways I can be more ready? So you can ask those kinds of questions, of course, or you can just listen. You don't have to talk to anybody. You can literally just listen to the water itself because the water alone without talking about talking to the goddesses or the archangel or the planets that are associated with it, any of that stuff, the element itself is powerful and you can listen to it. So we're going to get down with that homework. Uh, when I get to Greece, I'm just going to turn into a whole damn mermaid and just... <laughs> I'm here, water, just wash over me, just float me out somewhere, just send me to another island, just float me to each island, I'll be happy. I'm so, part of the reason I'm so excited for that trip is because Greece is a very magical place, and we're gonna have to do like a magic travel recap on that for sure, um, but it's just being, being a, a triple water baby, being surrounded by water is my, my happy place. It's, it makes, I mean, aside from this podcast, of course, and all of you. It makes me feel like I am at home. It's like going to my home planet. Like sometimes I think as witches, we can feel alienated and alien, you know, both words. We, we can tell from a young age, there's something a little different about us and you don't necessarily always feel like you fit in. And that's why the concept of a coven is so important because it brings people together and it's like attracts like in the most, most obvious sense. You're like me. This is why there's a sisterhood or a sense of family forming or a sense of true friendship, you know? And so I think we all kind of seek that stuff out because when you're a witch, and especially when you're a natural witch, you're just a little different and you know that and you're, you're special, right? <laughs> so being on an island where I am totally surrounded by water, that's where I'm like, okay, here I am. I'm home. Everything makes sense. I feel the most vibrant, the most myself, the most alive. <clears throat> and it's, it's why I do try to take a pilgrimage, if you will, to a body of water. Um, you know, we can also have a whole conversation about certain bodies of water and like the magic that they carry individually. Maybe we'll put that into the next episode. Cause this is already like hitting our normal length. <laughs> and we're going to just listen. Each episode is about all the different elements, but we'll be definitely using, we'll, we'll be dabbling into all of them and referencing all elements and all that stuff and the correspondence and the directions and colors in each episode. It's just too much. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just, it all feeds together. It's that circle, right? It's that, that, that sacred circle. So it all feeds it to each other. We got to talk about all of it all the time. But yeah, so I'm so excited about that trip because to me, even though it's not the place where I was born, it's the place that's my home. So we have our homework. Just listen to that water. And, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing oh, any, any message that you receive through meditation, uh, through connecting with nature, all that stuff, you never have to speak it to anyone else if you don't want to. That is between you and, and the water. But if you feel comfortable sharing, come to the Facebook group and I'll just start a thread there. And uh, when I do it, I'll post, you know me, I'll say any and everything. <laughs> you, you guys know all my secrets. Um, you, you baddies know all my secrets. But uh, so yeah, if you feel comfortable sharing, come and post what you've been hearing, the messages you received. And if you don't, keep it to yourself. It's, it's, it's your message. It's not ours. So you do whatever you want. <laughs> so yeah, so we have uh, colors that are associated <clears throat> <clears throat> allergies. Come on. <laughs> it's like first I was yelling at my dog. Now I'm yelling at my own, uh, ear, nose and throat system. <clears throat> so we have the colors, we have blues, we have grays, we have purples, greens, anything that runs that gamut of when you see water, you know, those are the colors for water for salt. <clears throat> wow. They're really kicking in. <laughs> we have uh, blue as our, our tourmaline blue tourmaline is our crystal of the week. And that's what we're associating with water because of the tranquility that that stone holds, blue candles as well. If you are already familiar with working with the sacred circle and already kind of have your cardinal directions figured out, I mean, go get a compass. I listen, I don't, when I'm on ways or something, it's like, oh, turn left, go west in 15 feet. I'm like, what is west? I don't, what does that mean? The only time I ever know my cardinal directions is when I'm in Manhattan because everything is uh, East or West Street and I know what uptown is. I know what downtown is. Other than that, I have no idea. <clears throat> oh, I'm coughing so much. I am so sorry. And I've been drinking water this whole time, so I don't know why my allergies are coming buck wild right now. Um, but yeah, so blue, uh, working with blue candles and blue tourmaline. If you have already worked with the circle, like I was saying, uh, and you're, you know how to work with your directions, go ahead and try a ritual facing west invoking water. Um, it doesn't have to be like, I collected this water from a spring blessed by uh, a witch or anything. I mean, you can use just clean water from your home or collect rainwater. Rainwater is a wonderful tool for witchcraft. Um, although if you don't get a lot of rain, you might not have it. That's okay. <laughs> you know, you can also infuse uh, water in your home with crystals. And that is a better, that's a great way to uh, not just bring the, the element of water into your practice or into that specific, specific spell or ritual, but also you're harnessing the power of those crystals. So if you do have blue tourmaline on hand, or you feel like you want to go get some after this episode, um, infuse your water with it and let it all soak together. If you're ready for that sacred circle work, cause it's something you kind of practice with and you understand your directions, bring in those candles, bring in that water, bring in those blue stones and uh, get it popping and share that with us too. I would love to hear more about that. <clears throat> Okay. I'm about to take some Zyrtec. <laughs> I guess it's time. I mean, I really could keep going on and on and on about this and it's it, water, salt. We're going to keep talking about it in other episodes, obviously. Um, but I guess for me, I know the time to wrap up the episode is when my voice starts acting a fool like this. I'm so annoyed because there's so many more things we could get into. Um, I give you your homework. We have talked about our goddesses. Yeah. Really, it's it, at at the the heart of it. 
at the heart of, of salt as our element, it's really just about communication. It's about bringing peace into your life. It's about tapping into your emotions. I'm glad I said that. This is the other thing I really wanted to make sure I'd say before my voice just goes kaput is that water is not just about emotions. It's about motion. And that's something that is really important in influencing our witchcraft. It keeps it moving. It keeps it growing. It keeps it traveling to new areas. It, it keeps us from being stagnant. Being stagnant is a poison. And, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about this as well in the air episode, but you just don't want to be in a stale situation. You don't want stale air around you. That doesn't let you grow. It doesn't nourish you. It keeps you exactly where you are. And if it, if it's around you long enough, if that stagnant energy is around you long enough, you're not having any emotion, you either wither and you become a less strong version of yourself or you die. I mean, you're not actually going to die, of course, but you don't want your, your power to die, your magic to die because you're not embracing the national motion of life and the motion that the element of water or salt brings to us. So I'm really glad I said emotion because motion is a really, really important part of that. Water flows, water moves constantly. Even though when we look at waves, it's in a cycle and we always acknowledge cycles and circles. Can't say, I mean, can say it enough, but also can't say it enough. It's, it is about moving still, you know, it is about that motion. If this is a perfect example, I was shooting a campaign like two years ago and, um, we were, uh, me and my friend Nolling, who is like my photographer extraordinaire when I get to see her and, uh, my hairstylist extraordinaire and she makes like the most amazing breakfast sandwich and she does it in like three minutes. Anyway, not the point of this. <laughs> I'm just, just extolling all her virtues. But <clears throat> when, we were out shooting in Malibu and we're on the water and I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling my mermaid vibes. I'm living my best life. And we finally, we got the shot perfectly. And this sneaker wave came up and took out everything. I had to literally jump and run. And I'm, your girl's not a runner or much of a jumper, honestly. And it came in and it took my camera, my lens cap, which is like very essential to a camera when you have a nice, um, you know, higher end camera because you use professionally. And I could see it like five inches out in the ocean and then another wave came and I could see it about a foot out and then another wave came and I could see it about a foot and a half and then another came and that sucker was gone. <laughs> so, you know, even though we, we think of the waves of the ocean coming in and coming out and they are forming this cycle and they are forming this circular motion, it still can collect and take away or it can deliver. You know, you've seen fish uh, washed up or you see sand dollars, or you see seashells, all of these things that come from the ocean. So even though it's in a circle, it's still kind of a linear movement as well. So motion is incredibly important. And that water element, I mean, yeah, I do. I think it's the most essential element. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a water stand, uh, I'm a water ride or die. But it's not just because it powers us as human beings, as animals. It does. It's not that it just keeps us alive. And it's not just that it connects us to the spiritual world the most to me that that salt connection is the most, you know, connecting us to the spiritual world. It's that it keeps us moving and movement is life. Not, not just in the sense of I drink water to stay alive. I have to have it in my system. You know, I can't be dehydrated. I can't be, uh, without fluids, which I am all the time. Cause I just, I just never drink enough water. That's why my voice always starts to give out. I know I'm gonna drink a lot of water after this, but it literally, it's, it's the motion of salt, the motion of water 
that keeps us going and it keeps us growing and it keeps us getting better and better and better. So I think my voice is, uh, had, had, has had it. Honestly, I think it's time to wrap this up, but we're going to revisit it. I promise. I would love to, of course, hear your thoughts on water. I want to know, um, I mean, I know there's a variety. I, we definitely have representation of every sign in our group at this point. Um, but everyone, well, not everyone, but I mean, lots of people, we have three signs we really work with. We have sun, moon, and ascendant. So you could definitely have water in your sign somewhere. So I would just love to hear about your connection to water, how you feel about it as an element, how you use it in your practice already, or what you feel like you might want to do after listening to this episode by bringing water and bringing in the color blue more and bringing in blue tourmaline, um, or aquamarine. I mean, of course it wasn't our actual stone this week, but it's one that is clearly closely associated with water. Um, amethyst is closely associated with water. I've, I mean, how many times I've been like, okay, so do your bath ritual, put the salt in <laughs> and line that sucker up with, uh, with amethyst. And that's how we're going to cleanse ourselves out this week. So, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be blue tourmaline. Of course it can be the amethyst you already have on hand. Rose quartz is also associated with, um, with water. So it doesn't have, you don't have to run out and get it. I, I think I actually am going to run out and get it because, uh, it's talking about, it makes me feel like I need it in my, I need to add it to my travel kit for my next trip. So yeah, we have done a doozy of an episode. <laughs> I feel like we have talked about so much. <laughs> we definitely will have a lot to talk about in the group this week. We will definitely have a lot to talk about over email. Please do your homework. Please just spend a little time connecting with nature. Um, I have seen that it's supposed to be pretty bad weather going all through Good Friday and Easter weekend. So above all else, stay safe. I Please don't go out into a snowstorm. Please don't go out into floods or anything. Please stay safe, my coven. I just I want the best for y'all, and I want us to all make it each day and make each day better through our witchcraft. So uh, if you can't go outside because you're snowed in, just go and gather a little snow from your backyard and let that melt down and, you know, deal with that water. There's, there's all kinds of ways, but yeah, do your homework. I'm going to for sure do mine. I have a river in mind that I'm going to spend some time with, but if we do happen to get some rain here, cause I think we're slated for it as well. I'm just gonna do the damn thing with the rain outside. I might even go dance in the rain. Who knows? <laughs> you know, really no, but as long as there's no thunder and lightning, no better way to connect in go dance in the rain, listen to the rain around you and, uh, write some stuff down too. Definitely let yourself go into that meditative state when you're doing your homework and let yourself listen and not really think in that moment, Oh, I need to write all this down, but it doesn't hurt. You know, spelling is a spell as we always say. And yeah, connect in the, the rain actually might be the most talkative <laughs> of all the different water sources. Now that I think about it. So yeah, my loves. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope you, I hope you have a wonderful um, holiday. If you do celebrate, if you are going to be spending time with family, good luck. <laughs> Can uh, be a little stressful. I know I will be doing the same. Uh, Bad Witch Facebook group, patreon.com slash Bad Witch, the Bad Witch Nope, nope, nope. Been talking too long. The Bad Witch Podcast at gmail.com. I love you with all of my heart. I love you from my Pisces water to my cancer water to my Scorpio water. Um, you know, you're, you're all, you're all the salt that clings to my skin. That's how much I love you. <laughs> this is so creepy. I don't know why I said that <laughs> for a second. I was like, don't say that. That's so creepy. And I was like, no, but I love salt. And you know, it's, it's such a beautiful element to me. <laughs> I'm a creep. Clearly we've established that this episode. Okay. 
I love you all dearly. I hope you have nothing but a stunning days ahead until we talk again. And let me know if you do want me to do that bonus episode on the sacred circle and casting a circle and all those good things. So we'll be fully prepared once we're through our element series. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. And I will talk to you again on Wednesday. Goodbye. This podcast is supported by Oasis, a paychecks company. Oasis helps small and medium-sized businesses to simplify back-office complexities like payroll, benefits, HR, and compliance. With Oasis, you can continue to run your business fearlessly. Learn more at oasisadvantage.com slash podcast.